Hello and welcome to the in-season version of the Dynasty Hot Seat. An amazing guest we've got for you today. We've got Tom Strachan back on the show. Find him at NFL underscore T-Strack. Let's get the in-season version of the Hot Seat rolling right now. Yes, yes, yes. Hello. And we can see him sitting beside me here now. We got T-Strack back on the hot seat. Episode one of our new in-season version. Tom, great to see you again. How you doing, mate? I'm good, man. I mean, this is a complete privilege to be guest numero uno on the first in-season hot seat. So thanks for having yeah. me. Like, you know, like anyone, it's the content's thick and fast at this point. I'm just ready for the season to get underway and see how many takes I'm wrong about. Yeah, exactly. And, and and once we're finished recording here, I've got about an hour's worth of setting rosters and tweaking things and, and just yeah, going through everything to do before before the games start. But yeah, it is so exciting that football is finally back. And Tom, obviously we said last time you're on, but just for people who don't know, obviously, you know, you're an NFL best ball and, and DFS writer for the the football outsiders and I know you're doing some some lots of extra good stuff with them as well. You wanna you wanna talk us through what you're doing with the outsiders? Yeah, yeah, so it's a busy season for me. So on Tuesdays, I'll be writing a column for Football Outsiders, which will be a look back at the fantasy fallout from the previous weekend. Thursdays, you can find my DFS deep dive, which is normally a very big, full, like sprawling piece of work that covers cash games for DFS tournaments, stacking, and you know my usual dry sense of humor in there. Thursday evenings at 8 o'clock, you can find me and Ian O'Connor doing a sports betting DFS fantasy preview show where we go game by game, giving both our thoughts from the betting side and the DFS covering everything. And then on Saturdays, I'm doing a column for Fantasy Pros where we look a week ahead at waivers. So not the waivers of the current game week, but try to get a little bit ahead and see which players might be the hottest property in a few days' time and just hoover them up before your teammates get them. I mean, what what a busy busy guy you are, Tom. And, and you know, don't don't forget to go over because he's also got NFLBestBall.co.uk that he runs as well. So go over there, have a look at that, and and see all the amazing stuff that that Tom offers. And he's about to offer some amazing tips for for week one of the new season. So we're going to do the same thing as before the show. We got hints and tips, and then we got a few roster breakdowns as well, and and starting lineup, starting sit questions. So. I'm going to start off with, as always, with some hints and tips just for, you know, this week in Dynasty. So, Tom, what are you thinking for, you know, week one going into it? Is anything standing out for you? Yeah, I think it's kind of important to just remember that a lot of these projected scores on the apps which you're using, whether it's NFL.com or Sleeper or anywhere else, a lot of these projected points, they're just rubbish. Like, compare those. But if you're going to really be stuck on a player... Look at websites where you can find rankings for free, places like Fantasy Pros where you can view the expert consensus ranking, which is loads of different people's rankings taken into one. Or, you know, there's hundreds of people out there putting good rankings together. But, like, you can log into some of these. And I looked on NFL.com app, which is where my home league is for all my sins. 
DJ Moore's <laughs> projected for six points, like six points in half PPR. No, I'm not having that. So yeah. that's, you know, it can be easy to just look at the scores on there and go, okay, yeah, well, that seems about right. But take your time. I mean, let's get off to a strong start and let's make sure that we're not just putting players in based on what a website is projecting, based on who knows what kind of formula. Uh, the other thing is don't panic. Like, you know, if it's a long old season and don't overthink and overstress these start sits this week because you're going to have loads of time to catch up. Nobody ever lost their fantasy season by losing in week one. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely love those those tips. And yeah, you're right. That Those projected points, like I'm, even just today, I was looking at you know, some of my teams and I looked at, you know, Isaiah McKenzie, Isaiah McKenzie on, on Sleeper, this uh, full PPR. He's projected to get like 13 points or something. But then I also like, like Gabe Davis is projected to get 15 points. Stefan Diggs is projected to get like 20 points. I'm like, they're not going to, that can't happen. Like unless the Bills absolutely demolish the Rams, which, you know, can't really see happening, Super Bowl champions. Like, yeah, just, yeah, you're right. Just be careful with those, you know, projected points and, and don't let that yeah, throw you off too much from what you think is going to happen. So, yeah, I completely echo your your thoughts there on on week number one heading into it. And one thing I just wanted to say as, as a tip from myself is just be careful, you know, with these Thursday night games. Like, just be careful. And it might seem silly, but I know there's, there's certainly reasons to do it. Just be careful who you're putting in your flex spots and who you're putting in your, your like position slots as well because it's much easier you know to replace players if they're sitting in your in your flex spot you don't want that flex spot locked out or for someone if they score like zero points or if they get injured so just make sure you're you're putting players in places where you can easily replace them that makes sense tom did i explain that properly yeah it makes complete sense and it's something that i think it's starting to become more commonplace and people are cutting on to it a lot more like you can't really go on twitter today without people saying don't start your thursday night players in the flex but it's yeah. a good mindset to get into and not just for these games but also for the sunday one o'clock nine uh, four o'clock games as they are in america like yeah. you want to keep your flex spots for the latest possible player that is going to be playing for your team so that it gives you the most flexibility to move them out yeah absolutely so i think we've got people ready to go unless do you have any other hints and tips for week tom or week one tom or we're gonna we're gonna deep dive on some rosters no i think it's you know we've had a long off season it's like you know most of us are invested in our player takes by now just stick with your convictions keep following the the twitter news drops you know we're all going to wake up on sunday morning to tweets from ian rapaport and Adam Schefter talking about player fitness of like 50 different players. Yeah. Make sure that you give yourself time on Sunday to check through those and try and give yourself sort of 10 minutes around lock to make sure that everyone is still playing. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, one final tip. Hey, just have some fun, right? It's a game. Let's enjoy it, right? Oh, don't forget that whenever, you know, things start to crumble around you and it doesn't look like it's going to go right. Just remember the game, have some fun, enjoy it and and don't let don't let fantasy football ruin the enjoyment of, of watching the game. So that's my that's my last tip for, for everybody listening. And we're gonna pull up two of our rosters, both from Sleeper. We're gonna have a look at them, Tom, and we're gonna say who do we think should be starting, who do we think should be on the bench, and then we'll just have a quick little chat about what advice we have for each other going forward for for these rosters. So so I'm gonna pull up one of mine first on here and you can see here I've got Dak Prescott at quarterback, then Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara, 
C.D. Lamb, Keenan Allen, and Devonta Smith in the wide receiver positions. T.J. Hawkinson, and then in the flex spots. I mean, you you gotta love these two, right? Tom, I did this. And this is why I picked this one. <laughs> uh, uh, check out Dobbins and Rashad Bateman in there, and then we've got Isaiah McKenzie, who that's who I was looking at earlier was on this roster. Isaiah McKenzie, and then Matthew Stafford in there on the bench. Aaron Rodgers and Zach Wilson, Kelly Herbert. You got Wilson from the 49ers. You got Johnson from the Browns. Gio Bernard, Mason from the 49ers. Dante Foreman, Madison, Jared Patterson. Devin Harty. Now, did he change his name? Didn't he used to be Harris? Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, so we got Harty now on there. Denzel Mims. Samuel Collins, Edwards, Laquan Treadwell, Treadwell, Callaway, Parham, and then a bunch of other guys, right? So... (laughs) It's a a little thin when you get to the bench fair. I mean... This is a, yeah. a great-looking team. I mean, it's definitely a contender. And before anyone starts, I can see clearly at the top it's 12 teams. This isn't some kind of 16 league where you've got yeah. everyone stacked out. So it's, yeah. it's a really nice team. I think, I mean, firstly, you need to look at the fact that your quarterback and Isaiah McKenzie and Matthew Stafford both play tonight, so you need to move them out of your flex spots, as we said. Exactly. But Let's I think go. the main problem here is probably going to be J.K. Dobbins. Uh, whilst John Harbaugh has been avoiding talking about the health of Dobbins too much and saying, we'll see, we'll see. That's classic Harbs. He loves to lead people on as much as he possibly can. And yeah. then all of a sudden, a player will be out. And Lamar Jackson was speaking to beat reporters yesterday, and he said at one point, he said, yeah, yeah, we'll see him out there in a couple of weeks. So that seemed like a bit of a hint that J.K. Dobbins have always ready. I mean, there's just no point rushing him. It's against the Jets. If the Ravens can't beat the Jets without J.K. Dobbins, and what are we doing? Yeah. So I think you're definitely going to have to move Dobbins, but that just inflates the value of Bateman because the guys like Mike Davis and Kenyon Drake aren't going to offer anywhere near the ceiling in the running game that Dobbins can. So, yeah, aside from that, I think your starting lineup's pretty sweet. It'd be, in terms of finding a player to replace him, the main name that stands out to me is Nico Collins. Mm. Colts are a really good defensive team, but I really like what the Texans have done. They've built like a nice, solid core of youth around Davis Mills. You've got Brandon Cooks, who is obviously not youthful, but is a very savvy veteran. You've got Nico Collins. You've got uh, Brevin Jordan, and obviously everyone's favorite running back of the minute, Damian Pierce. So I feel like the Texans are going to be able to stick around in games a little bit more than we used to. And Nico Collins is the kind of player who could easily end up sort of seeing six, seven receptions, which in PPR is going to put you on a good step already. Yeah, I absolutely love that. So so why don't we – well, let, let's, let's, let's do this then, Tom. Let, let's go through. So let's see. Dak Prescott, a quarterback. Got to be happy with that, right? Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara. Yeah, it's true. Well, the Dak pick, I mean, he's playing the books, so it's not not an easy game by any means. But last year, these two opened the season and they combined for 60 points and most of that was through the air. So I would possibly consider Aaron Rodgers, but I think I'd probably lean towards Dak Prescott. So, yeah, let's let's Hmm. roll with him. We've got Christian McCaffrey... We've got a lot of Christian McCaffrey. That didn't mean to do that. There we go. We've got Christian McCaffrey here and, and Alvin Kamara. Looking at the people that can go in, obviously, we don't want Dobbins. None of these guys are really starting out to me. Is, what about no, you? Thinking, those two, no, yeah. no way, right? 
So yeah, we'll, we'll keep keep McCaffrey and Kamara. The wide receiver positions here, we've got Lamb, Allen, Devonta Smith. So, like you said, we're wanting to take Rashad Bateman away and pop him into... Oh, did that work? It did work. We're going to pop Rashad Bateman into our wide receiver slot, yeah? Yeah, yeah. And McKenzie wants to move up into your wide receiver slot so he's not in your flex. Perfect. McKenzie sitting down there too. So let's get CeeDee Lamb and, and Keenan Allen in there for, yeah. for now. And Isaiah McKenzie, he's an interesting topic, right? Obviously, like, I mean, if you listen to Twitter, they'll tell you that he's won the role. But, I mean, Jamison Crowder is, you know, a savvy veteran. I wouldn't be shocked if Crowder is actually the one that, that has that role. So McKenzie's a player. I've got a couple of shares in. But I'm a bit skeptical about uh, about starting him and trusting him to to get that that snaps count that um, I'm going to be happy with. Yeah, there were reports towards the end of training camp that once Jameson Crowder was healthy, whilst Isaiah McKenzie was missing a little bit of time, that Crowder looked really good and might just have taken control of that role back. But mm-hmm. like you, I've got McKenzie in a few spots, and I'll be starting him tonight because. Mm-hmm. It's game one. You want players involved. And if I'm yeah. starting Isaiah McKenzie, it's normally because I don't have a better option on the bench. And I don't know. I mean, let's let's take another look at your wide receivers. It's Curtis Samuel, who you could possibly make a case for against the Jags. That feels yeah. like a game which could be okay. But we've really not seen Curtis Samuel play in quite a while now. He barely touched the yeah. ball last season, had was injured. And doesn't sound like he's been lighting it up at training camp. And outside of him, you're pretty thin at wide receiver. So I'd yeah. definitely be sticking with um, Isaiah McKenzie for now. Yeah, let, let's stick with McKenzie. And you're right, that was a good point. I didn't even think of that, Tommy. I mean, you want somebody in the first game, right? You want somebody in that team involved. So, yeah, I think that is a, that's a good point. It makes it all things more interesting. And then Devonta Smith, Smash. I think he's, he's a lock as well. Like, you got to love Devonta Smith. And... Hawkinson in their tight end. I've not got too much in the way of, of anything else like the tight end. Yeah, I've still got Jericho. It's, uh, it's a bit of work to do. Yeah, it's uh, just Donald Parham, someone who's kind of interesting, but I think Gerald Everett's going to be really good in that offense this year. And I'm very high on TJ Hawkinson. Like, as a community, it seems like the dynasty community is a little bit out on him. But like last year, he was on for a career year in yardage and yards after catching all these statistics even though his touchdowns regressed a bit that's always something like if you see a player who's putting up good stats despite not getting the touchdowns that always makes me happy and i'm happy to roll with hawkinson again this year yeah absolutely and i've got got quite a few shares of hawkinson so i'm, I'm happy you're, you're saying that tom and now <laughs> we get to this point jk dobbins we're thinking is a no-go for, for I'd, I'd be pretty surprised at this point if they play him. And if they do, it doesn't sound like he's ready to probably dominate the Jets in the way that you would hope. So, yeah, yeah, I think probably give yourself a bit of contingency. I think, you know, Khalil Herbert, somebody I've drafted a lot in best ball this yeah. year, is a known David yeah. Montgomery hater. And I do think <laughs> he's going to see a decent amount of time. But that mm-hmm. game against the Niners this week has one of the lowest over-unders of the week. We're expecting like mm-hmm. less than 43 points there. And it just feels like it could get a bit messy. The Bears O-line so poor and the San yeah. Francisco 49ers D-line so good that it doesn't yeah. really spell a great recipe for Khalil Herbert this weekend. So maybe keep scrolling on that one. Yeah, let, let's avoid Herbert. And again, you know, this roster, 
I picked this roster because it's one of my most interesting ones where I feel like I'm really, really reliant on people staying healthy or I'm just going to have to start selling pieces off soon because it's it's not a lot of depth to it. So I'm seeing people like Nico Collins there starting out. Brian Edwards is an interesting one as well. I just don't trust, uh, well, either of the quarterbacks you're going to be playing. I don't know who's going to start. Probably Mariota, right? But I don't I don't really trust him. To yeah. Involved. And again, the Saints defense is just really good. So it's it's not a passing attack, which I'd want to take a lot of gambles yeah. on. I think really you could possibly make a case for Alexander Madison, but Nico Collins is a standout. Yeah, I completely agree. So I'm gonna get get Nico Collins swapped in there in the flex spot. CD Lamb, you know, no one's gonna come in for CD Lamb or Keenan Allen. And then the last kind of thing we have then is is Stafford going to get it done against against the Bills, or do we try and swap in Aaron Rodgers playing up against the Vikings? It's a really tough choice, that one. That's probably yeah. something that give me a little bit of a headache because, you know, we've had these reports that Matthew Stafford wasn't feeling great through the offseason, and then today there's yeah. been all these reports that he's actually feeling better than he was a year ago. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, if... You know, if you're looking at it and it's like, all right, we don't have Devontae Adams anymore. It sounds like Alan Lazard might not play. I'm not sure how healthy Robert Tonyan is. So you're left yeah. with like Randall Cobb, Sammy Watkins, who might be a week one hero, but that's yeah. about it. So I think I would possibly lean towards Matthew Stafford. I think, you know, you've got that opening day fixture. It's going to be good. Both teams do have really good defenses tonight, but I'd still lean towards the Rams. And after months of Sean McVay scheming things up, be confident that yeah. they're going to put up numbers. Yeah, absolutely. So let's keep let's keep Stafford locked in there. And and the last kind of thing we're gonna we're gonna do on this roster is is anyone standing out to you here, Tom? Where you think you need to sell this person if you can, or you know, just just cut them, just get rid of them. Because there's a few people I'm thinking I could definitely just cut and get rid of. Uh, I think yeah, you've definitely got some roster cloggers there. Yeah, people like uh, was Jarrett Patterson even kept by the Commanders? I thought he might have been cut. Laquan Treadwell, I think he's on the New England practice squad now. Yes, yeah. I think Donna Foreman, somebody who's definitely interesting and could see some value if McCaffrey one time. Yeah. Jared Cook, I think it's time to just say thank you for your service and move on there. So has Jared Cook officially retired? No, I think he's kind of in that sort of limbo ways. He yeah. might rock up for a team if they have an injury, but mm -hmm. I mean, he wasn't particularly great last year. Is he really yeah. going to be that great again? Probably not, right? But yeah, definitely, definitely feels like depth is going to be your toughest thing when you get into the bye weeks. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely agree on on this roster. And yes, yeah, it's, it's a tricky one for me to figure out. I'm, I was toying with with trying to blow up, but there's just there's too much there that's good. So I just need to need to figure out and maybe go ahead and, and try and use you know some of these some of these pieces here, some of these draft pieces to try and bring in a little bit of of better uh, depth as well and get. It's impressive that you you know the starting roster is as good as it is, and you've got two twenty three firsts. I mean. You know, you could easily move one of them for two mm -hmm. or three good depth pieces and give yourself a lot more room, room to breathe. Yeah, exactly. So that's on my my to do list tonight before before the before the game starts. So I'll certainly be doing that, Tom. And, and thank you so much for 
for your advice on that. We've got our team locked in. That will be my, my starting lineup, barring any injuries. So if I don't win, then I can just play you. So it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take our, my roster off there. And, and yeah, thanks so much for the advice there, Tom. And we're going to pull up one of your rosters as well. We're going to do you know a very, very similar thing. We're going to have a look at the starting lineup, what it looks like, and, and if there's any kind of changes that, that you would make and, and why you would make them as well. So let's add this into the stream and there we go. Um, we can see you got off well, I mean. <laughs> I mean, of course. So this was a startup that I did earlier this year, probably around March time, um, maybe a little bit later than that. Um, and yeah, 12 team, full PPR league, no funky scoring or anything. And of course, you know, got my boy Lamar at QB. Yeah. And I win zero RB in this startup. I was very much like just I wanted to pad out the wide receivers and the tight ends yeah. and really just push through the depth. So uh let's see. So you can see it's not a very deep one, this. It's uh mm. the benches are only four, six, eight, ten, sort of twelve people. So it's really you definitely have to keep an eye on what's available on the waiver wire, whereas some of the leagues I'm in, and probably the same for yourself, quite big benches or yep. really deep starting lineups. So, yeah, so at quarterback, I've got Lamar Jackson, who's playing the Jets. Uh, you know, yeah. I can, aside from him, I have Rodgers and Daniel Jones. So mm -hmm. I think my decisions at quarterback are pretty easy this weekend. Danny Jones will yeah. be warming the bench and... Lamar yeah. will be staying firmly where he is. Absolutely. So, yeah, the problem the problem area of this team, and one which I will probably need to make a move soon to try and get a little aggressive with it. I have JD McKissick, who's seen his value rise a little bit with the unfortunate news of Brian Robinson being shot and missing a bit yeah. of time. So a crazy bit of news. Yeah, but he might be able to keep me afloat a little bit through the early part mm -hmm. of the season whilst I sit and wait at one of these teams to suddenly go into a rebuild. Yeah. So we've got there. And my choices on the bench, you can see I've got James Robinson, fresh off his Achilles mm -hmm. injury. Mm -hmm. Kenny Gainwell, who should definitely see more time this year. And then Travis Homer, who's, you know, maybe going to see limited opportunities with Kenneth Walker out. Would you mm -hmm. would you move even McKissick or Ramondre Stevenson out for one of those three? The only the only one I would I would see there that is tempting me would be I'm not I'm not I'm not sure who the starting guy is going to be at Philly. It could be at just an even split with with Gainwell and Sanders. Um, so it might be like McKissick coming out and Gainwell coming in, but that's a bit of a coin flip because because McKissick is so safe for that receiving floor. Yeah, definitely. I think I think that's this is probably how I'll go because the matchup against Jags is fairly yeah. friendly and Ramondre is somebody I'm kind of counting on to do well. I do feel like, you know, James Robinson, by all accounts, he's not going to be limited in practice and apparently he's going to not be on a pitch count or anything for okay. Sunday. But I'd quite like to see it before I start trusting him in the starting yeah. line. So then a wide receiver, this definitely... We kind of more of the strength of my team. So got Tyree yeah. Hill playing against New England in his debut for Miami. Marquise Brown in his debut for Arizona against the Chiefs. I mean, that one's gonna be 
shootout material. Yeah. Devonta Smith, much like yourself, I'm very high on yeah. Devonta Smith. Yeah. MVS, my boy, got to hope that he uh, goes big in that big shootout between the Cardinals and uh, the Chiefs. Yep. Um, then on the bench, so the bench is a little bit miserable. I've got got my boy Will Fuller, who starting to feel like he might just not play ever again. Yeah, it's weird, right? I was well, I was certain he would have signed for for someone. I think with Deshaun Watson confirmed to be playing this year, I was sure he would end up at the Browns, but nothing, nothing yet. Yeah, maybe he just sits out until Deshaun's playing. Maybe, maybe. Uh, and speaking of not playing, obviously I've got Calvin Ridley. It just felt yeah. like the dip to buy him, even when he was suspended for the whole year, was just very cheap, yeah. and I'm happy to sit yeah. here with him. Taking up a bench nice. spot the whole year. Are you are you able? Because I know in some leagues I am in, you are able to put suspended players on the IR, and some leagues I'm not. Are you able to even put Ridley on IR? Uh, do, 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 do. No, no. Which, no. to be fair, is probably how it should be. I agree. Yes. Uh, so then I've got Robbie Anderson, who I do expect a bit of a bounce back, but this week against Cleveland, it's not really a game where I'm looking to cramming players it feels like that yeah. quite a low scoring affair possibly Curtis Samuel much like yourself kind of covered that um, so yeah so my wide receivers are kind of set and then at tight end I've got oh. big big daddy Travis Kelsey you know? yeah uh, so it's not really not really a case of me looking to move him out but I do have Higby and Njoku and I mm -hmm. could possibly be Swayed into starting Njoku if anything happened, like if there was any kind of injury reports about one of these guys. I do yeah. think we're going to see a lot of good fantasy goodness. And the only running back I've got who I could bring into my starting lineup is James Cook of the Bills. How yeah. do you feel about him? So, sort of what you said before, like with James Robinson, actually, is I need to see it to believe it a little bit with Cook. It's always hard to tell with, with these rookies coming in and. You know, there's a lot of talk about maybe he's going to play some some snaps in the slot as well, and that could be hugely yeah. valuable. But yeah, with with him, yeah, you just got to see it first. I think you know Singletary came yeah. on so well at the end of last season; it's hard to see him like just being moved on from when he they finally just got it right with him. So yeah, yeah. I, is, it, I, is, I, there, is there anyone who you'd swap out of my starting lineup for any of these bench guys? Um. The only one that that stand out to me would be maybe MVS because he's so hot and cold, right? But he could be the guy that win that wins you the matchup if if he yeah. if he blows up going hot. And it's hard to know. Like we just assume that MVS is going to be the used in the same role at the Packers, um, or uh, same role at the Chiefs that he was used in the Packers. But it's again, there's so much turnover and movement this season that we don't really know how he's. <coughs> How he's going to be used. Obviously, if this was, you know, best ball, you'd be saying, Oh, I love MVS for best ball. Like he's I think last time you were on the show, I was like, he's the guy I think of. Whenever you say best ball, I always think Marquez Valdez Scantling because he's so, you know, exploding <coughs> and then nothing for a while. So he's maybe like the riskiest player there, but I can definitely yeah. I could definitely back the choice for putting him in because he could just Tip it over I think, yeah, that game's game. got the highest over-under of the week. We're expecting yeah. a minimum of 54 points, so it's kind of yep. tricky to not want pieces in that game. So, yeah, it's, yep. it's a little bit of a gamble, but one I'm happy to take. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I think it's a, a solid bet, and I, 
and a good gamble. Um, in terms of in terms of moving forward with that team, I think you, you nailed it as well. Just see if you can gather up some of those running backs and and see how many pieces you can grab for that. But the wide receiver room looks good. The quarterback if, if, room looks good. If you were if you had a team this kind of zero RB ish, how late in the season would you be comfortable? pushing things before you go out and start looking to buy a running back for it? I would assess the lay of the land maybe, what, week five? Week five, maybe? Okay, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, like, have a look and see how you're doing. If if you're, like, not looking like you're going to make the playoffs, then, you know, I wouldn't waste waste your, your picks on a running back. But if you're kind of like, oh, like ooh, I'm actually doing it right here. Looks like I'm going to make the playoffs, and I think it's always worth worth making that push. But always, you know, have a look around. The the most said tip on this show is, you know, you know, you have to know the opposition as well. So like, have a look at the yeah. other players' teams and go like, oh, I could make the playoffs, but there's no way I'm going to be able to beat that team unless something horrible happens happens to them. So I would, yeah, week week five, have a look and see what what you think. But it's looking like a a nice roster going forward. It's got a nice mix of of experience and, and youth in there. And, yeah, yeah, and I, I think something that like, I always preach is get comfortable being uncomfortable. So it's like yeah. you can look at that roster for a few weeks of the season before bye weeks, and it's like, it's fine. My wide receivers, tight end, quarterback should be dominant enough to keep me afloat. I'll yeah. win matchups, I might lose a couple, but then injuries will start happening or players will be available on the waiver wire, and I can make yeah. my moves, and I'll still be confident I'll be in the playoffs come December. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm pretty confident for you as well, Tom. You know, someone someone as talented as you are, I think you'll be <laughs> you'll be easily making making the playoffs. And you know, guys, that's it. It's a shorter show. It's not long. We don't have 18 rounds of drafts to go through. We've had a look at two teams. We've had a look at some hints and tips for week one. Tom, amazing. Thank you so much for, for co- coming back on. You know, guys, he said he's got a podcast You know, today. It is actually full disclosure. It's one hour before he's got to go do another podcast. So, Tom, amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to come onto the hot seat again. And do you just want to remind everyone where they can find you online one more time? Yeah, thanks, Mags. And I appreciate that. And anytime you want me to come in, I'm always happy to come and chat with you. Uh, thanks, so you can find me on Twitter at NFL underscore T-Strack. You can find my fantasy work at Football Outsiders for DFS and general fantasy content. You can find my podcast video stream over there. And then you can find my work on Fantasy Pros as well. And obviously, I'm always on Twitter tweeting rubbish out. So, yeah. Amazing. And, and guys, thank you so much for, for tuning in again. And same rules apply. It's still behind me. It's still there. It's still the Hall of Flame. Get liking the video on YouTube. The more likes it gets, the more chance Thomas got for, for ending up on on the Hall of Flame. So let's see if we can get him there second time around. So, guys, thank you all for tuning in. Have fun. Week one, we finally made it back. Hopefully, everyone has an amazing season, unless you're in leagues with me. So, until next time, remember, keep your teams and yourselves lit. See you later.